0: reading from Hebrews chapter 6 I'm going to start from verse 13 Hebrews chapter 6 I am going to start from verse 13 and I'll read all the way to verse 18 so it's just about five verses or so for when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater he saw by himself verse 14 saying surely blessing I will bless you multiplying I will multiply you and so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise verse 16 for men indeed swear by greater by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Verse 17. Thus God determining, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Verse 18, that by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Father, we bless the reading of the word in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, that you have anointed us to preach the good news to the poor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you honor, glory, and the adoration. Amen. On your comment section, do say amen. Hallelujah. I would like to know indeed that I was not alone. So I'd like to see your amen. I would like to see your hallelujahs later on. So uh, 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 talk to me. Talk to me. Preach with me there. Uh, Talk. And not only that, I'll encourage you. Let me know where you are logging on from or from where you are watching from. Hallelujah. Whether you are in Renberg, Sentin, Sowero, or Pretoria. Or Limpopo or, or Bloomfontein or Limpopo is a province, ne? it's not a city. Hallelujah! Whether you're in Toyando or Pulukwane, or Sanin, or places like that, or KZN is a province, also. Okay, or you go, or uh, you uh, wherever you are hallelujah let us know where you are logging on from if you're in america let us know and i know some of you don't even try and say you're in new york I, I will know that you are not there hallelujah so tell us where you are logging on from and god bless you hallelujah i will be praying for you um when i finish the message that is in about 30 minutes time so uh, i'll be praying for you so do leave um a prayer request if you want, hallelujah. I will try and avoid to, but your friends will have seen anyway, your prayer requests, but um, I will avoid mentioning by in you by name, but I will be praying for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And of course, we will be acknowledging those who tuned in, so we'll do a shout out later on uh, mentioning your names. Hallelujah. So do let us know that you are watching. We will really, really uh, appreciate it. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. Amen and amen. So our text and the only scripture for the day i can tell you that i'll ever read is hebrews chapter 6 verse 13 to 18 hallelujah it is a very difficult day to preach in first and foremost because i have no audience but secondly um, we are in a very uncertain time not because of the pandemic now but because of the riots that are happening in our country hallelujah it is just difficult to go like lord what do i tell your people what do i say and uh, the lord says just stick to what i've been telling you to tell the people so i am not going to try to be politically relevant even though i do have a bit of a political mind but i'm going to stay clear from that hallelujah so i'm just going to stick To the gospel of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Amen and glory to Jesus. The temptation is there for me to just give you my own analysis of the situation. But you know what? I'll just stick to the word of God. And the intention of today's word is to inspire hope in your life. And I am continuing with the theme that we uh, started uh, the couple of weeks. Is it two weeks ago? Yes. In the beginning of July I am continuing with that message and the message is keep on going so that is a series title and what I would like to try and address uh, this morning Why should you lean on the promises of God? I'll be talking along those lines. That's what I'll try to talk about. Hallelujah. Uh, Most often I've realized normally it's only after I have preached the sermon uh, I get to get the title of the message actually. Hallelujah. But I'll try to stick uh, to this too. Hallelujah. Keep on going. Keeping the momentum of faith. Why you should lean on the promise of God. Of God hallelujah and glory to Jesus the first thing that I want you to be aware of the promise of God is what you keep on going towards allow me to repeat the promise of God is what you keep on going towards in other words You need to fix your eyes on Jesus who is the fulfillment of the promise. So we have to keep on walking towards Jesus. We have to keep on going towards the promises that Jesus has for us. So we must walk towards where Jesus is because that's where the promise is. Hallelujah and glory to God. Amen. Now, Read with me Hebrews chapter 6, verse 15. Hallelujah. So we'll be playing around Hebrews six thirteen to 18, but now let's just read verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I want to draw your attention to the word obtained without forgetting that the Bible says he patiently endured, but I want to draw your attention to the word obtained at uh, this morning, obtained in some translations, they might say received or God hold off or whatsoever hallelujah but this is a verb this obtained and is translated from a greek um a greek word which is a verb but this verb is kind of unique uh, this morning it's not like the way you will use the word obtained is apashino in the greek uh, this word for obtain and it carries the following, arriving at. So the word obtained in the context of our text this morning, in the context of the Hebrews chapter 6, verse 15, the word obtains means arriving at. I will encourage you wherever you are if you could make a note right there is to arrive at, is to reach a destination, is to reach a certain point. Now read in verse 15, after he had patiently endured, he arrived at the place of the promise. That's how you need to understand the verse. In other words, the man of God, Abram, who later on became Abraham, he patiently endured as he was making his way to the promise. In other words, the promise is not something you just get hold of immediately. The promise of God is not an event, but it is something that is attained through process. In other words, it requires you to move from one place to the other. In other words, you must advance. So, after Abraham had patiently endured, he advanced and he arrived at the place of the promise. That is very, very important. In other words, Abraham If he did not do any advancing he will not have reached the place of the promise he had to advance he had to progress he had to move he had to walk he had to to be mobile he had to move from one point to the other in order for him to get to the promise in other words he had to move from one dimension to another dimension now like many of you The temptation when you look at the story of Abraham is to want to believe or want to think that the story of Abraham is an event that took a day or two or three or maybe a week or a year. However, let me tell you the story of Abraham as recorded in scripture. And when he was plus minus 75 years old. And then the story starts there and it goes all the way for another 25 years before he really gets to the promise. And over and above that, we know that the fulfillment of the promise was in Christ, meaning there was another couple of thousands of years before the fulfillment of the promise. So I want to draw your attention That the things of God are not an event, but they are a process. He arrives and comes to you, let's say when you are 10 years old, and gives you the promise. And then you'll have to advance, maybe for argument's sake, for the next 25 years. Like in the case of Abraham, when you read from Genesis chapter 12 all the way to, I think, uh, 25. You'll start to see that he had to go through different events of life. And those different events of life tested his faith, tested his hope. And he had to graduate from one dimension of faith or from one dimension of hope to another. So in this season, we need to be aware that this season is not the Alpha and the Omega, but it is just part of the process of life. Your story is not going to end in 2021 July, but it is just one of the events that you'll have to go through as a person. It is one of the events in life where you have to patiently endure until you get to the place of the promise. In other words, until you arrive at the place of the promise, you will begin to understand when you read the book of Genesis from 12 all the way to 22, that God had to consistently remind Abraham or Abram about the promise. Because as life got difficult for him, he will forget the promise. And God had to remind him from time to time, hallelujah, in other words, to build Abraham's faith. What am i trying to say to you, God is going to consistently remind you to have faith in him as life gets difficult just like in the life of abraham let me take this opportunity and say we will be having a very great message next week and this is just a foundation moving forward i want to say to you you need to realize you have to make advances in life until you arrive at the place of the promise since we all know that this is not the place of the promise this is not the season that God promised you it means you must keep on going and glory to Jesus amen so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise so we have to patiently endure in order to arrive. no endurance no patience no arrival you will fall by the wayside and I'm encouraging you don't fall by the wayside that is why we are doing our best in difficult season in an uncertain season bringing you the weight to keep on building your faith to keep on building your hope so that you can also arrive to the place of the promise the place of the promise it is your destiny Last week, we taught you or we encouraged you that you are a person of destiny. Probably what I need to tell you this morning is that destiny will also determine how long you live on this earth. Your peoples will protect you. Hallelujah. Therefore, there is nothing to fear in your generation. There is nothing to fear in this life. You can focus on what God told you in the beginning and just keep on doing it because nothing will come your way until you have fulfilled what God has called you to do. And it is a process and you need to advance to the place of the promise. So what I'm trying to say to you this morning is this. For you guys who like nice lines, the promise has been there. The promise was there in the life of Abraham 25 years prior to him attaining it. I'm here to say to you, the promise already exists before you attain it. Abraham had to keep on going in order to arrive to the place of the promise. In order for him to reach the promise, he had to advance towards the promise. So now, this is what I'm saying to you. This morning for you to get to the promise that God has put for you in place, you need to advance towards it. The promise is already in place. I don't know what God has promised you in his word. But what I'm trying to say, it is not something he's going to provide at some point in time. It has already been provided. Yours is to advance towards it. Yours is to get to it. Yours is to reach it. But most people don't want to reach it. Hallelujah. But I can tell you the promise is not where you are. You need to advance towards it. Hence, you can't be stationary. You need to be a mobile person. You need to be progressive. Hallelujah. The promise of God is set and ready for the taking by you. The question is, will you endure patiently as you get closer and closer to the promise? We have to move towards the promise. Until we attain it. Here are good words of encouragement. Reading verse 18 now of Hebrews. Let me encourage you quickly. Hebrews 6 verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. I'm here to say to you this morning, there are two things that don't change. The word immutable means non-changing. It means that it does not change. So the promise of God, Is irrevocable the promise of God is immutable the promise of God is unchangeable so that we can experience and see the nature of the purpose of God amen as I said to you this promise number one is unchanging is irrevocable So whatever God has said to you will never change. So at the end of the day, when you don't get to the promise, does not mean the promise was not there or he changed it. It is in a certain space or in a certain season. Yours is to go through process to get to it. But most of us, we give up too soon. And we end up not getting to a promise that is already there. A promise that is not changing the other thing I want to just mention to you the promise of God is guaranteed and confirmed with an oath hallelujah and glory to God in other words an oath is immutable why am I telling you this the Bible says when God wanted to affirm Abraham when God wanted to build the faith Abraham, because he had a tendency of losing faith. Don't forget, this is the very same man whom God came to him and said, I'll make you father of many nations. Immediately after that, he went and committed sin and had a child with Hagar because he did not believe that he will have a child through Sarah. He tried to help God and we live in days like that whereby you know the promise of God and we go on and do the opposite, trying to help God. So God has to consistently help us in our faith so that we can trust him. So God in this stage, he said, Abraham, I am going to help you. I can see you are struggling in your faith. I am going to make an oath because an oath will always settle a dispute. So if anything has been agreed between two people and then they come whereby they had to maybe uh, disagree or they want to part ways, you always have to go back to the oath and the oath will settle the matter. And God says here, I want to make an oath, but there's no one greater than me. There's no one bigger than me because an oath must always be done on the name of the greater. In other words, an underwriter must be more superior, must have, the, must have the resources to back up the claims. And God says, there is no one to help me with regards to making an oath because there's no one bigger than me. And God made an oath using his own name you know why because God himself is immutable so the oath of God is non-changing and so is the promise of God is non-changing so whatever God has promised you in in your life just know this that the promise of God is irrevocable Secondly, the promise of God is based on an oath. An oath that never changes. An oath is a guarantee and a confirmation. So whatever God has said in your life, it is not going to change. You know why? Because God does not change. Because God does not lie. Because God is immutable it is impossible for god to lie hallelujah and glory to jesus and praise god amen and amen hallelujah hallelujah let's wrap up then the promise and the oath are irrevocable because it is impossible for god to lie now why how do you benefit from this Because of the unchanging nature of the promise and the oath, you can have strong encouragement. You can write it down. Because of the unchanging nature of the purpose of God, you can have a strong encouragement. Number two, you can have strong indwelling strength if there is anything in the English language like that. Or if you will, you can have indwelling strength. So we have to base our faith. We have to base our hope on the promise of God, number one. And number two, on the oath that God made. And that strengthens us. That encourages us. That the fact that whatever God has said is bound to come to pass. And that is why when you read the book of Joshua, all the promises that God made to the children of Israel came to pass. And you go through scripture, whatsoever God promised people came to pass. And those things that people never got to receive in their lifetime is because they were now looking at things beyond this earth. So when it comes to our faith, we have to look beyond this life. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. Therefore, you can hold tightly to the hope set before you. Keep on going. Keep on moving. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah and glory to God so i am going to stop here hallelujah i am not going to go any further but what we are going to do i am going to prepare uh, to pray with you i am going to uh, after pray we are going to acknowledge you and thereafter uh, we can now log off but you don't have to log off which i still have a few things to do with you And just to tell you, I'm going to finish the message next week. As I told you, this was just an introduction, but I don't want to take much of your time online. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And glory to Jesus. Amen. So before I pray, I just want to say somebody says is suffering from severe depression. And I want you to really hold on there before I even mention those who are online. The message I just preached is designed exactly for somebody who is suffering from depression. This is a message designed for somebody who's suffering from anxiety. This is a message for those who are overwhelmed because of these times. Maybe I should tell you people are in these times because there is no hope in our generation. There is no faith in our generation. There is no trust in God anymore. Whatever that is happening around us is because people have lost hope. And we as the church, it is our responsibility to preach hope and to encourage people. So I will tell you now and now again that we need to continue in the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Read the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. That is how you deal with depression. We are going to pray. We are going to trust God, not just for this one person, but for many other people who are listening, who are having similar challenges at the moment, challenges of anxiety, challenges of uh, depression, challenges of being overwhelmed. We are going to trust God that in this season you can have hope again. In fact, when you look at newspapers, you will begin to see there's a hotline where you can phone in for depression. They're saying they are being overwhelmed with phone calls in this season. People are phoning nonstop. But the sad part, or a part that I don't really appreciate with this government, they are cutting off the message of hope. Whereby preachers or servants of God can bring the message of hope to the people. That's the biggest mistake the government has done in the season, whereby they had to say, you can't gather, you can't preach, you can't do this. But guess what? We are doing our best to bring you the message of hope so that you don't have to overwhelm those people. Because with Christ, you have the Prince of Peace, and he gives you a peace that the world can give you. I just want to encourage that person The peace we receive from Jesus Christ is a peace that surpasses all understanding because he is the Prince of Peace. And I say to you, the Prince of Peace is coming into your life. The Prince of Peace is going to reign in your life. Hallelujah. Because he has promised to give you peace. He has promised to give you a life that is suitable for a prince which you are a prince and you are a priest you are indeed a royal priest in the name of jesus i'm already praying right now in the name of jesus christ